Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good morning. This is First Lady Evangelist Teacher, Student of the Word of God, Danielle Wilson. And I'm coming to you live today, Wednesday, September 13th, 2017, 11.30 a.m. Central Standard Time with the good news, the good news of the glorious gospel. And we thank God for Blog Talk Radio for the platform that Blog Talk Radio allows those of us, uh, those of us like myself, that have a ministry in teaching the infallible Word of God. I thank God for Blog Talk Radio and just giving kudos out to Blog Talk Radio. God bless you in the name of Jesus. So I pray that your day is going well. We thank God for today. For today is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall, we shall rejoice and be glad in it. No matter what comes, no matter what goes, no matter who comes, no matter who goes, glory to God, today is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. You know why we shall rejoice and be glad in it? Because those of us that are up and moving around, we have the activity of our limbs, we have our eyesight, we can talk, glory to God, we're in our right mind, we have a reasonable portion of health, glory to God. And even for those, thank you, Jesus, that are in the hospital room right now, in the hospital beds, glory to God, thank you, Jesus, or they may be, you know, in the nursing home, at least you are alive, we're alive, glory to God. We can still breathe the fresh air of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know, as long as there's life, there is still hope. Hallelujah. And where is our hope? Our hope is in God. In God we trust. Not in man. Not even in our own selves do we trust. But we trust in God. For God knows all things. You know, I was talking to my husband today, <clears throat> glory to God, just this morning, <clears throat> On how God had spoke to me in in um, Jeremiah twenty nine and eleven, and how He said, "I know the thoughts that I think towards you; they are thoughts of good and not of evil, to give me an expected end." And I was sharing with uh, my husband, Pastor Wilson, and, and letting him know that no matter what comes my way, no matter who comes my way that may be out of the way, you know, out of the way of the Lord, God said that he knows his thoughts toward me that are thoughts of good. And then the word came to mind that all things, A-L-L, all things work together for our good because Jeremiah 29 and 11, God says, that he knows the thoughts that he thinks toward us. They are thoughts of good and not of evil. So when God allows things in our life, saints and listening audience, it is for our good. No, it doesn't feel good. No, we don't like it. No, we wouldn't choose this of our own volition. If it was up to us, we would have it easy peasy, smooth sailing. But God doesn't create uh, disciples like, you know, excuse me. Thank you, Jesus. When I think, when I said the word disciple, um, I was reminded of Paul. You know, and all that Paul went through as a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, he was shipwrecked, glory to God, he was bitten by a serpent, 
He was uh, imprisoned. You know, he went through a multitude of things. Hallelujah. So he went through some things that I know he didn't choose for himself, and they weren't good things. But they made him a true disciple of the Lord. And we're still talking about Paul. We're still talking about the awesomeness of the disciple Paul that was once Saul and then, you know, converted into Paul. So all things, saints, and listening audience that come our way is for our good because God said in Jeremiah 29 and 11 that he knows, he knows the thoughts that he thinks toward us. He knows exactly what's going on in our lives. He knows exactly how it's going on. He knows exactly who is going on through. Glory to God. So we can just digress. Thank you, Jesus. If the saints. If we can just, you know, decrease and let God increase in our life and just rest ourselves in the Lord and let go and let God have his way, we will then be able to walk truly in the peace of God that he has for his people. Once we let go and let God, let God have his way. He said his thoughts toward us are altogether good, and though it doesn't look good, it doesn't feel good, and but it's all good. It all works together for our good. And it's for his purpose, according to his purpose, for those that love the Lord. So I appreciate God. I thank God for all things. And we shall rejoice in today. Glory to God. So I just thank God so much. I pray that you had a great uh, Monday or Monday, Tuesday, a great weekend. We just had Labor Day. I think it was Labor Day holiday. I pray you had a great Labor Day holiday weekend. Thank you, Jesus, that there, you know, in your family, there was no accidents. There was no loss of life. Uh, Thank you, Jesus. Speaking of that, here in the city that I live in, uh, Dallas-Fort Worth, uh, Metroplex in Plano, I think it was, there were eight, nine lives that were lost, um, excuse me, watching the Dallas Cowboys football game. And it was a woman that was celebrating her newfound freedom. Uh, I'm sure maybe some of you have heard of it, and then some of you may not have heard, because this is a worldwide ministry, and I thank God for the opportunity. Uh, but the woman, excuse <clears throat> me, she was celebrating her freedom, thank you, Jesus, from um, being divorced from her husband, who was uh, abusive physically and verbally, I'm sure. And, you know, it was just something they could not work out together. So uh, they got a divorce. And the day of the Dallas Cowboys game, he came in to the house, beautiful brick home that was hers, and he shot her and eight, uh, seven other friends of hers that was there. She was barbecuing for her friends and, you know, just celebrating life. Thank you, Jesus. And here he came in, you know, and and shot up um, seven people, um, eight people, and then the police, Plano police, you know, shot and killed him. And um, we truly have to value life. Life is dear to us. Um, thank you, Jesus. And I was speaking of the holiday and hope, you know, praying that no one lost life or limb and just, you know, remembering what happened. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> you know, it really smote in my heart when I saw her. She was a beautiful Caucasian woman, young woman, 27 years old, just starting her life, you know, just really getting life started. I have children. 
that are older than her. And I really smote in my heart. She was a beautiful young girl. And then the people that were there, uh, the adults that were there celebrating the food and the game and everything, you know, they were handsome, gorgeous people as well. And let us just keep their families in prayer. Thank you, Jesus, their friends in prayer of those that lost their lives. Thank you, Jesus. Excuse me. I pray that on the Labor Day holiday, <clears throat> thank you, Jesus, that there was no loss in your life of limb or uh, life. Also, Hurricane uh, uh, Henry and Irma has passed by. Thank you, Jesus. There were some loss of lives, and we pray for the family members and friends that have lost um, their family and friends. And I had family, excuse me, in Florida, uh, Jacksonville, my daughter and my grandson, and they fared out just fine. I thank God for prayer, you know, and I thank God that God always hears my prayer, and I'm just going to put that out there, and I claim that, and I speak that with all authority that God has given me. He always hears my prayer, and I thank God for that. I appreciate God for that. Thank you, Jesus. And he spared my daughter and my grandson's life, hallelujah, and their friends. So God is a faithful God. I have family and friends in the uh, state of Louisiana. And to my knowledge, no one lost life for limb in Louisiana. And I appreciate God for that. So God truly is a faithful God. But for those that have lost family and friends in the hurricane, we pray for you right now in the name of Jesus. We pray strength and encouragement. Thank you, Jesus. We pray that you remember the good times of your family and friends, the, the good memories. Glory to God. And if they were saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost, we know exactly where they went. They're in a far better place, no longer suffering, no longer struggling. Thank you, Jesus, on the job or anything of that nature. And for those, glory to God, that were not saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost, we just pray that God have mercy on their souls in Jesus' name. Well, today I'm going to talk to you about a couple of different things. One is... um, Proverbs 31 and 30, thank you, Jesus, King James Version. Favor is deceit. Beauty is vain. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. I hear so much um, <laughs> the word pretty and cute, and that's a great thing to be pretty and cute in, in women's uh, sisters, uh, first ladies, evangelists, teachers, and preachers, that female, that we keep ourselves up because truly we are a representative of God. You know, but that's vain. Beauty is going to fade away. Thank you, Jesus. But we that fear the Lord or respect the Lord, honor the Lord with our life, glory to God, with our words, with our attitude, with our spirit, we're going to Thank you, Jesus, to be praised. And I'm going to teach on that because so often I hear they're, again, beautiful and, you know, pretty and cute. Thank you, Jesus. I even created a nonprofit, uh, Cute with a Cause and Pretty with a Purpose, Girls Society Incorporated. So truly, you know, the women, we are, we're cute, but we're cute with a cause. We have a cause. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. We are pretty. Yes, we are. And we're pretty with a purpose. There's more to us. Thank you, Jesus. That's my husband's phone. There's more to us than just our outward appearance. And um, I have a, 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 a,
that I'm putting together for teenage girls on self-esteem and confidence, um, hygiene, and all of that great stuff for, for young girls coming up, that they know who they are in the Lord, that they know why they were created. Thank you, Jesus. So for those of you that can get a prayer through, um, that have a relationship with Jesus Christ, I pray that you be in prayer with me concerning my nonprofit program, that it be successful. I'm going out today to speak to a couple of organizations to see <clears throat> if they would donate a space for me where I can start teaching, you know, and preaching and, and helping the girls. I was on my way to the store the other day and uh, going on my way, and there were like three young girls that were out. And I just stopped. I thought they were cheerleading. I said, uh, I stopped and asked them what they were doing, excuse me, <clears throat> if they were cheerleading. And they said, no, we were racing. Not a, and that took me back to the day, you know, back in my day, how we were raised on the streets and everything. Uh, back in my day, in the uh, I was born in the 60s. So in the 70s, we were racing and everything. Just great fun back then. And it took me back to the day. And um, I said, oh, you guys are racing? You know, y'all are racing and racing one another. And she said, no, we're doing it because we don't have anything else to do after school. Oh, my God. You talk about really messed me up. It messed me up. You know, for them not to have anything to do after school was out. So that then led me to take the steps forward to put together a program for our young girls in this uh, area of demographics that I live in. And I just pray the prayers of the righteous, uh, which availeth much, that you guys pray with me and for me, that God give me favor, that my program be successful, long-lasting Thank you, Jesus, that God brings great people across my path and in my life to assist the girls. It is not about First Lady Danielle. It is about the girls. It is about our youth, our young girls' youth. And then I pray, and I was thinking, you know, my husband, he is, God had given me uh, revelation knowledge that he's a father in the gospel and truly young guys just really young men you know they kind of flock around him here in our neighborhood and he just <laughs> he had such a great time with them and so you know just praying therefore praying that god um will open the doors for us and give us favor we need a church building i pray the prayer of the righteous that they uh intercede for us and ask god to, excuse me, afford us with a building, glory to God, debt-free to someone, you know, God is laying us on someone's heart and mind to donate us a building. Thank you, Jesus, for our ministry, our church. We have uh, four outreach ministries with a lot of sub-ministries under it. Uh, here in the city of Lancaster, glory to God, where our ministry resides. Our church was the first organization that created a community garden for the city of Lancaster, very successful garden. Everything was donated to us. The land was donated from the hospital, Home Depot, uh, kudos to Home Depot. They donated all the, uh, the materials for the raised beds, the transplants, the dirt, uh, Good Living Earth, I think is the name of the dirt company. I called them up. They donated, came out and dumped dirt, donated dirt for us. The hospital donated water. Thank you, Jesus. And then the gardeners that came in to participate in the garden, we charged them no fee. 
there was no fee charged to them, you know, for their for their uh, vegetables. We have fruits and vegetables, a lot of greens and squash, and it was just an awesome, beautiful thing. We had um, the seniors at the high school here in the city of Lancaster to draw a mural. There's a building in back, I think it's like an acre of land that was donated to us, and there's a building in the back that the art students uh, drew a, mur- a mural. Oh, my gosh. Woo. A listening audience, thanks. If you could see it, it's just gorgeous. And then on Saturdays when they would come out uh, to draw the mural, we would then, you know, have lunch for them and pizza and McDonald's and Subway and things like that. It was just really, really, really a great con- uh, conglomeration or corporation networking within the community. It was just awesome. And I just praise and I appreciate God. So we are doing great things. God has given all in the body of Christ an awesome ministry to change the lives of people. And I am requesting the prayers of the righteous. Glory to God. That availeth much that you be in prayer with us, that God give us favor both with him and man and open doors that no man can shut. And that God shuts doors that no man can open. And I just thank God in advance. I thank you in advance, listening audience, uh, saints of God that are praying with us, praying with me concerning our ministry, concerning my ministry. Thank you, Jesus. And um, I'm not going to say enough of that because it is never, never, ever enough prayer. You can never pray enough for somebody. You can never pray enough for a ministry. Thank you, Jesus. The devil is a lie. It is not enough of that. I'm just getting started. Hallelujah. Let's see. What else do I need y'all to pray? (laughs) To pray for, you know, um, the ministry, the Wilsons. I pray for you all's finances. You all pray for our finances. Thank you, Jesus. Pray for our health as we pray for your health. The Bible says that we're, and I said health. H-E-A-L-T-H. We are helpers one to another. I cannot ask you enough to pray with me and for us. Glory to God for the things that God has in store for us. Thank you, Jesus. We need prayer. I was just sharing with God the other day. God, I cannot do this on my own. God, I need you. I know the word says that through uh, Christ we can do all things. I got that. That is my motto, one of my mottos. With Christ, I can do all things. But I, you know what? I, I, I heard something. I, I saw something. I, uh, God revealed something in my spirit. I cannot do it without God. I don't even want to try to do it without God. And so long Glory to God. God has given us wisdom and strength and knowledge of and skills and how to do things and how to put stuff together. And we're smart and we're intelligent and we can think things through. Glory to God. So, so many times and so long, we've done it on our own and in our own strength. God, I thank you no more. God, I want God to help me with it. I can't do it on my own. I need God to help me walk this journey that he's given me. Thank you, Jesus. And then God don't want us walking it alone by ourselves anyway. He does not want me to walk this journey that he's given me by myself. As I was saying that, I was reminded how Jesus sent them out two by two. Even when Jesus sent them out, 
the disciples. He didn't send them out by themselves. He sent them out in pairs. So how much not more Sister Danielle needs to be paired with God, with the Holy Ghost, with Jesus Christ to walk this journey that he's given me. And the same with the saints. Whatever God is giving you to do, whatever life God is giving you to live, thank you, Jesus, in the kingdom, we cannot do it on our own. We need God. We need the guidance and the leadings of the Holy Ghost. We need, excuse me, Jesus Christ and his favor and his grace and his mercy. I cannot do it on my own. I don't even want to no more. God, I thank you. I'm going to wait and pray and God, you know, wait on God to send me. And I'm learning And I thank God so much that I do have a teachable spirit, that he can teach me the way, his ways, the way he does things. I thank God. He's just so awesome. God is just an awesome, awesome God. So there again, um, I'm going to be talking out of Proverbs today, King James Version. I love the King James Version. Uh, There again, if you do not, like, comprehend out of the King James Version, that's okay. Just uh, therefore, you can get a version that you can understand clearly with. Just make sure that the content of the writer is not taken out or away from what the Holy Ghost and the holy men of Israel were writing when they wrote the scriptures. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, for those of you that like to call in, the call in number is 646 649 1068. 646 649 1068. I'm going to go to a song. Let me read the guest calling number again. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. 646 649 1068. Okay, let's go to a song. Um, And then, you know what, listening audience and saints of God, if there's a song that you'd like to hear on the next show, call in and share with me what song you'd like to hear. Um, I'd be more than happy to play a song that will bless your soul and encourage you, glory to God, and lift you up. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, when I was speaking, lift up, Fred Hammond came to mind, and he visits, if not a member of the church that I um, that God brought me to when he brought me here to Dallas, which is the Potter's House. Shout out to the Potter's House, Bishop T.D. Jakes, First Lady Sarita Jakes, uh, his family, glory to God. They're doing his daughters. They're doing great things for the kingdom of God. Um, So when I spoke the word encourage and lifting up, Fred Hammond came to mind. He has awesome, awesome songs. I thank God for Fred Hammond and his ministry. I pray for him, his wife, glory to God. If he has children, I pray for his children, his grandchildren. I thank God for his ministry and all that he has done and is doing for the kingdom of God. Excuse me. Okay. this is what I, I have a conglomerate of songs. One that just came to mind is Marvin Sapp. One thing. Let's listen to that. This is the good news of the glorious gospel. First lady evangelist teacher. I'm a student of the word of God. I thank God for his word. Listen, the audience and saints of God, don't you know that's what kept me all of these many years? When God brought me here to Dallas, Texas, by myself, no family, one female friend who was also a member of the Potter's House, and her and I eventually went different ways, it was the word of God that kept me. It was the Holy Ghost that was indwelled within me that I received, glory to God, the evidence of speaking.
speaking in tongues, Jesus Christ. It was Father God and the Word, the Word. God, I thank you. It was the Word that kept me. I thank God for his Word and the people of God. Bishop Jakes, God brought me here in 98. And when he brought me here, he brought me here to the potter's house. And I appreciate God for Bishop Jakes. God used him tremendously and mightily in my life as well as others. And I just thank God for him. He's in Africa traveling back home. I pray the saints that can get a prayer through that you pray for him, that he comes home safely to his family, safely to his wife, glory to God, safely to his children, his grandchildren, and then safely to his members in the gospel. Okay. Marvin said one thing. I'll be right back. This is the good news. The good news of the glorious gospel. Stay there. Stay there. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Jesus name. I'll be right back. 
well, well. Now that was much better. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Say, excuse me, when you do things out of a spirit of excellence, that's what we get. Excellency. Thank you, Jesus. Now, didn't that sound better? I know it sounded better to me. It felt better. Thank you, Jesus. That was Mary, Mary, heaven. And we're living this life, saints, that we may live again. Let us not forget that. I know we get caught up because I do the same thing. I get caught up in like my car, glory to God, my house, finances, how I look. Thank you, Jesus, glory to God. But you know what? When I shake myself and I wake up, I'm like, wait, it's the ministry. You know, it's my destiny. It's what God has for other people. And it's not about us. We have to shake ourselves sometimes and, and shake that stuff off of us and be like, wait, wait, no. It's not about us. Thank you, Jesus. It's about God and what God has for other people that, yes, he'll use us to accomplish it through. But we have to remember that it is God and it's not we ourselves who have made ourselves. It is God that has made us and not we ourselves. Glory to God. I was listening to the Potter's House Bishop Jakes this morning. I thank God so much that he's afforded me the availability. Thank you, Jesus to listen to ministries in the morning. And Bishop Jakes is one of the ministries, the Potter's Touch, that I listen to. And he was saying this morning about uh, uh, J- uh, Jonah, how Jonah, God told Jonah to go to Nineveh, and Jonah, I ain't going. You know, he said, they don't do right. God, they ain't serving you. I ain't going. All right, so God said, okay, so I'm going to put you in the, the belly of a fish. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. In the belly of the fish, Jonah, you know, repented, and the, and the fish, like, um, spit him out, and then John was like, okay, it was a three-day journey. I think he made it there in a day. <laughs> when God whoop you and he puts something on you, glory to God, it, that will shake you up and make you like, okay, wait a minute, God, I ain't doing that no more. I'm on my way, God. I'm doing it right now. Okay, God, you told me to tell somebody something, and we'd be like, well, God, I don't know, you know, because they may come back at us, at me, or they may get upset, or they may be angry. When God gets to tapping you up and whooping on your head and taking that piece away, and he gives you another opportunity, quick, fast, and in a hurry, you will do whatever God has told you to do. Okay, so there Jonah goes, and he, he does what God tells him to do. <laughs> and the bishop said, you know, that, that Jonah was, like, going through the streets and, and saying, you know, that God was going to get them, and if they didn't get their life right, you know, God was going to kill them and their kids and just burn their houses down. And then the bishop, and I just love it so much the way he did it. He said he said all that because Jonah didn't like the people. No way, right? So Jonah going to give them like the worst outcome that God will ever give somebody because Jonah didn't like the people anyway. And that was just reality that I heard minister, minister that through and that just blessed my soul. I thought it was really funny. Excuse me. Okay. Um, so uh, the people repent. Thank you, Jesus. And God repents of the evil that he was going to do unto the people. And Jonah repented and did what God said for him to do. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Okay, my thoughts trying to leave. The devil is a lie. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, I thank you. Uh, what was my point? Mm-mm-mm-mm. He's trying to leave. Pray for me, saints. Pray for me. The devil is a lie. Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. Give my thought back. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. When God tells us to do something, we have got to be about God's business and get it done. It is no longer I that dwells within, but it's Christ. That's it. Glory to God. He said that um, 
um, Jonah was like, yeah, I didn't like them. Yeah, I didn't want to do it. So when things come our way, when the enemy tries to bring up our past, it was such deliverance for me. You know, we'd be like, yeah, I'm the one. Yep, I did it. Yep, it was me. But because of the grace of God and the mercy of God, God said, God said, through Bishop Jakes, when you walk those streets, and I heard it for me, when God has me walking in the ministry to, to different minister ministries and different churches and different locations and different cities, and God uses me, glory to God. But I mean, not to walk in arrogancy and pride and lift it up thinking it was me, thinking it was all my doing. It was because I was smart, you know, and witty and wise and knew how to put things together and get things done. No. It was because of the grace and the mercy of God that I stand here and minister this word to you and speak through loving kindness and care. Because of the grace and the mercy and the love and the favor and the care of God. Thank you, Jesus. It was not Sister Danielle. It was not my friends. It was not my family. It was the mercy and the favor and the grace of God. So God could have left me like he did. He could have left me in the belly of the well. God could have left me in a dark place. Thank you, Jesus. But he had mercy. And I appreciate God for the ministry this morning, the Bishop Jake's ministry. And I was able to get up and hear it. God afforded me the availability to hear the ministry of Jonah and the ministry that Bishop Jake so elegantly and uh, with authority and anointing and favor of God that he ministered this morning. I'm not sad. These are tears of joy and happiness and gratefulness to God. He's such a good God. He loves us so much. He brings us out of things so beautifully and so elegantly. He is the faithful. Truly, God is a gentle God. He's a gentleman. He doesn't force us to do anything. He won't. He won't force you to live right. He won't. Won't force you to love. He won't force you to forgive. He will graciously minister grace unto us, and then we choose that day whom we will serve. And I just thank God so much. He loves me so much. I'm reminded when I was coming up in holiness, a babe in Christ, a young woman in Christ, and the sisters and the saints would come to me often and say, God loves you so much. And I would shake my head and say, just right now, I just didn't know the extent of his love. He's always been good to me. He's always been good to me. He's always opened doors and made ways and blessed me with good jobs and good places to live with me and my children. My children had good schools. He's always blessed me with good automobiles. He's just always been a blessing in my life. 
So glory to God. Therefore, if you ever, 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 ever get the opportunity to see First Lady Evangelist, Teacher, Student of the Word, Danielle Wilson, and if you ever, 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 ever see me praising God, you will understand why. Because he brought me from a place. He's been gracious and grateful and forgiving and long-suffering and caring and kind, and he's held on to me. Even when I did not hold on to him, he yet held on to me and didn't let me go. And for that alone, I am grateful and appreciate God for. But as the bishop said this morning, as I walk those streets, as I enter into those ministries, as I grace the platform, glory to God, of the ministry. Sister Danielle, don't forget from whence you come. Don't forget that it was not you yourself, but it was God. It was the favor and the mercy and the grace and the love and the care of God. God is so good. And see, for those of you that can discern where I'm coming from, I know you understand. And for those of you that might not understand, I just pray. You know, I I pray really that you never have to go there. You might, but I pray that you don't. You know, the Bible says that all that live godly shall suffer persecution. So there may be some persecution that you go through. But some things that people go through, other other people don't have to go through because of the ministry that God has given some and God has given others another type of ministry. So some things, you know, you may not have to go through that I went through. And I thank God that I went through and he held on to me and he brought me through and he brought me out. And my God, excuse me, I just pray that the words of Bishop Jakes just resound and reverberate in my ear and my soul and my mind and in my spirit that I never forget. That I never walked in arrogancy and pride and up uppity like it was me. Now I'm gonna walk up straight now. I'm gonna glorify God in my body and my soul and in my mind. But I don't ever, 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 ever want to think that it was me that has done this great thing. It was God. Excuse me, and not me myself. It was God that had mercy on me. It was God that did not destroy me in my sin. It was God that didn't kill. It was God that didn't allow me to be on my cooling bed. It was God, glory to God, that didn't put me six feet under. It was God that didn't have me lying in a bed, strapped down, glory to God, out of my mind. It was God, it was God, it was God. And I thank God, no, I'm not ashamed of the goodness of God. 
Hallelujah, for there's a power of salvation unto the Jew first and then to the Gentile. It was the goodness of God, and I shall testify and tell it wherever I go. If God gives me the green light, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go. There's a song, glory to God, when God says go, 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 go. Hallelujah. It was. It is the goodness of God. I'm going to say this, and then I'm going into my lesson. Thank you, Jesus. I'm reminded, and I say this with all respect, all glory and honor unto God and the family. Pray for the family. I send out prayers for the family. There was a brother in the Lord. Glory to God. He's no longer with us. He was a young man in the gospel. But because of the grace and the mercy of God, I stand here today ministering to you the love of God, the favor of God, the power of God for it for me to think that it was of my own volition. Far be it for me. I never thought it was because of how I look, how I walk. Glory to God. How I talk. I never thought that in the name of Jesus. I know God has given me favor. God's done it. And I am grateful. I humble myself. Under the mighty hand of God, I humble myself under God's mighty hand. For there's no goodness of my own, but it is the grace and the mercy and the care and the love of God. And I just thank him. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I appreciate God. There again, I thank God for Bishop Jakes and his ministry, the Potter's House, and how God uses him and, and blesses him and, you know, and, and just, just great things in his life and how he brought out Jonah. And then after that, how he tacked on at the end. Now, when you walk through the streets, and I could hear it and see it, but I thank you. Do not do that thinking that you've reached that place on your own. But it's because of God. So God is just awesome. Oh, my gosh. He is just such a great God. I thank him. I pray that something that I am saying, something that I've said has edified, encouraged, strengthened, change your thought life. You know, that's what it's all about with the saints. That's what God has been giving me lately as well, is our thought life, you know, uh, to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And the renewing of our mind is in the word and through the word of God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We are not to be conformed. We're not to line up with the ways of the world or be similar to the ways of the world. When people see us, they should see a different saint. Brothers and sisters, they should see a difference in our life. Glory to God. When they look upon us, they should not see, you know, the world. And, you, and you're a saint. Excuse me. 
Now, you say you're a Christian, and not just in appearance only, glory to God, but also in the way we act and the way we speak, the way we carry ourselves. I am not saying being haughty and high-minded. I am saying being a peculiar people. We are a royal priesthood, a holy nation. And, I, you know, I envision royalty. Um, over in Dubai and places like that where they have the beautiful array on, the beautiful clothes and colors, and they carry, they carry themselves in a whole total different way than the way, you know, of the regular people, if I could say that, because they're royalty and they know that. And that's what we also have to do. We also have to know who we are and whose we are. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Uh, therefore, Let us not carry ourselves as the way of the world. Let us renew our minds in the word of God. Let us be transformed by the renewing of our mind, not just to show the outward appearance to the world, but that we may make it to heaven. You know, as Mary Mary said, that's why we're living this life. We're living this life to live again. I am living this life to be pleasing unto God. Away with and no longer is Sister Danielle living to please anybody naturally other than my husband, okay, because I'm a wife. So if my husband says, okay, Danielle, you know, uh, don't do this or don't do that or do this, I am to obey that, and I got that. I'm good with that. But everybody else, away with you. Excuse me if if that was a little forward. But I am living this life to please God and to do the things that God is calling and commissioning me to do. I am striving to do the things that God is telling me to do, that I may help his people. That's what we're called here for. We are called to reconcile men as mankind unto God. Thank you, Jesus. And that's what we need to be centered on, uh, our focus on. Our focus is on pleasing God, not pleasing man. Away with that. Not pleasing relatives and friends and even enemies. I know sometimes the devil would try to get me all tripped up and trying to please my enemies, show them that I am not, you know, what they were perceiving or I am what they're perceiving. The devil is a lie. I rebuke that spirit in Jesus' name. Definitely not going to try to please your enemies. What is that? The devil is crazy. Glory to God. We live saints to please God and God only. We're not even supposed to be living to please ourselves. Thank you, Jesus. We're to be living to please God. There's a scripture that's trying that, um, what is it? Uh, mean not to your own understanding, that's one, but acknowledge God in all of your ways. Um, oh, well, that's one. Lean not to our own understanding. We're not to be pleasing of ourselves, but to be pleasing of God. Okay, let's get into the scripture. Hallelujah. There again, uh, guest calling number 646 646 Excuse me. Okay, I need to get a sip of water. Um, hold on one second. <laughs> Bear with me. Thank you. When I first got on the radio, 
someone had shared excuse me, that there should never be silence on the radio. Ever. I beg to differ. Because when we have to, that are on the radio, have to take a sip of water, there's going to be a, a brief moment of silence. Uh, therefore, if I ever have to drink a sip of water, I will share with you before I do it. Okay, wait a minute. Hang on one second. I got to get me a sip of water. And there will be silence, but I'll still be here with you. Glory to God in spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Proverbs 31 and 30, King James Version. Favor is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a one, okay, well, hold on. Let me back up. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, let me say that again. Favor is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Isn't that a beautiful scripture? There again, I was sharing with you all how I was hearing the word uh, pretty and cute and even, you know, beauty and beautiful. And um, I even heard someone say I was Wednesday night Bible study and uh, praising God. And I heard someone say, uh, you're a doll, D-O-L-L. And, you know, I know the enemy uses some of the things that God has for good, he tries to turn it around for evil. Um, But there is more, there's substance to beautiful women. We have substance. Uh, We have uh, depth about ourselves. We have intelligence and wittiness, and I'm reminded what's coming to mind is Miss America. Miss America are beautiful women. Oh, my God. These women are gorgeous from all over the continent, all over the world. But do you know, do you not know that the only way they can make it with that crown is when they get, when them answered, when those, when those questions come to them, excuse me, how are you going to save the world? What do you think about the world? What do you think about global warming? You know, when they're hit with them, them, those substance, sound questions, they're not going to wear that crown just because of that beauty they have and that body that they got. Uh-uh. It's a whole total package because of the intelligence that they have as well. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. The answers that they give to those questions, not just because they're beautiful, Thank you, Jesus. I thank God for that analogy because Miss America absolutely came to mind. And when she came to mind, it also came to mind on how, uh, I don't know if it's the last question or one of the, I know one of the questions is, you know, what do they think about the world and how the world is going and the war, you know, and things of that nature and and, uh, the answers that they give. And not only that, a lot of the Miss Americas and Miss USA's, they are doctors, they're lawyers, they're PhDs, they're uh, uh, degrees, beyond degrees, behind degrees, behind degrees. I mean, these women are awesome on the outside and the inside. So, for mother, therefore, for mothers and dads that have beautiful young girls, don't let them get caught up only on their beauty, but talk to them about their intelligence and, you know, getting a degree or, or getting a skill, being knowledgeable, um, you know, the whole entire package, glory to God, because that's what's going to get them uh, further in life, not just their beauty. We don't want to be recognized 
just for our beauty, women and young girls. We want to be recognized and respected and honored because of who God has created us to be. We are created in the image of God. Thank you, Jesus. So, you know, therefore, we already know that God is respected and reverenced. And this scripture clearly, thank you, Jesus, uh, uh, attests to that same reverence and respect. So let's go into it. Proverbs 31 and 30. Let me just check and make sure that um, no one is calling in. Calling number is 646-649-1068. 646-649-1068. Okay. With me being a teacher, I like to um, define words and find out what, what words mean. That's a twin uh, tie twister. Excuse me. <clears throat> Find out what words mean, the defining of a word. That helps us to understand what's being said. Okay, so favor is deceitful. The first word is favor. And favor here in this particular scripture is approval, support, or liking for someone or something. And it fits so awesomely with this scripture, okay? Uh, Liking someone or something, the beauty of a woman, okay? The favor of that is deceitful. And deceitful is guilty of or involving deceit, deceiving or misleading others. So favor um, within this particular scripture is saying that it's misleading or deceiving others, your type of favor, okay? And then it says, and beauty is vain. And beauty is a combination of qualities such as shape, color, or form that pleases the aesthetic senses, especially the sight. A beautiful woman. And we know women that men, they are visual from our teaching and understanding. So when they see a beautiful woman, they see a combination of qualities, shape, color, form, hair texture, hair length, all of that great stuff. However, Proverbs 31 and 30 says that it's vain women, men, having or showing an excessively high opinion of one's experience, abilities, or worth. Okay. Excuse me. So this particular beauty, which is uh, a combination of qualities, color, shape, form, is vain when you're having an excessive opinion on your appearance, your ability, or your worth. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, your ability, uh, excuse me, vanity, when, you, when you're thinking highly of what you can do and how you can do it and the qualities that you have. We must stay humble up under the mighty hand of God that he may raise us in due time and that we not become vain in our own thinking of what we can do, how we can do it, how we look, how our hair looks, our skin color. Glory to God. That type of, of excuse me, let me cop down. That type of uh, beauty is vain and vanity is an excessively high opinion. Okay, um, so it's okay to, to know what you have, 
um, to to look at what you have and to know that, but not to be excessively high in your opinion of it, but to know your worth. Absolutely, young women. Absolutely, sisters. Absolutely, brothers. We must know what God has given us, who we are and whose we are, but we don't want to fall over into vanity, into uh, a high, excessive, uh, highly opinion of how we look or what we have or even our words. Some wives or and husbands, um, the spouse needs the other, and they're very uh, worthy or, or uh, worthful, if I could say that, for their spouse or, you know, for uh, their companion. But we're not to think vanity on that. We're not to be vain about that and an, and an excessive opinion about that because our spouse may have a need uh, for our worth or they know that we're we're worthy, you know, for the marriage and we can help the marriage. Thank you, Jesus, because just like God gave it to you, God can just like that take it away. Glory to God. So we don't want God to take it away. We want him to increase us. We want to continue in the goodness of the Lord. Okay. But let me go back and read it. Favor is deceitful. Favor is an approval, support, or liking for someone or something. In this particular scripture, favor within that is deceitful. And deceitful is guilty of or involving deceit, deceiving or misleading others. That type of favor, okay, is deceitful. Uh, beauty is vain. Beauty is a combination of qualities such as shape, color, or form that pleases the aesthetic senses, especially the sight. And then vanity is having or showing an excessively high opinion of one's appearance, abilities, or worth. But, however, a woman, an adult female person, okay, beauty is deceitful. I'm sorry, favor is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman, a female person that feareth the Lord, okay, while the normal meaning of fear as dread or terror is retained in the theological use of the term, a special nuance of reverential awe or worship respect becomes the dominant notion, okay? So this particular word of fear or feareth is reverential awe or worship and respect, okay? But a woman, a female person that reverences and respects the Lord, and the Lord is Jesus Christ, someone or something having power, authority, or influence, that's Jesus, the master of our lives. And we know that that is Jesus Christ. She shall be and shall is expressing a strong assertion or intention. They shall succeed. A strong intention. She shall be praised. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And praise is. A warm approval or admiration, okay? Applaud, uh, admire, uh, let's see, what other word? Honor, exalt, 
adore, reverence, respect. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But a woman that fears the Lord, respects the Lord, she shall be a strong intention, praised, reverenced, respected. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Not for her outward appearance, because the Bible says that that's vanity. Thank you, Jesus. And we know that vanity will pass away. We know that the beauty, some beauty will pass away, you know, and, and really, it doesn't pass away, but it changes. I'm finding within myself as I get older. Next year, I'll be um, a month old, a year older. I'm not telling you how old. I ain't doing that because that's not what we're talking about right now. We're not talking about Sister Danielle's age, okay? We're talking about Proverbs 31 and 30. However, I'm finding that um, my outward appearance excuse me, is changing. It's not fading away. It's just going through a change. And as we get older and we change, we have to go with the change, okay, women and men. As we get older, we have to go with the change. Now, there's not vanity. I am there again saying to know what we have and who we, have, uh, who we are and what we have. We, we represent God in all that we do and all that we say. Thank you, Jesus. So when we go to the store, sisters, women of God, we do not go to the store in house shoes and our satin caps that we sleep in. That's what the world does. We are not conformed to the world. We are transformed by the renewing of our minds. And the renewing of our minds who are women in God know that we do not go to the store, glory to God, in slippers and uh, satin caps. Now, I have my natural hair, to God be the glory, and I roll my hair on rollers at night. There has been times when I put a scarf on and I've gone to the store with rollers and a scarf over my head. Very neat. You know, women don't do that now, and I'm not coming against it. I'm just making the observation and the total truth that women don't wear rollers now because they have sewn-in hair, they have wigs. They have pieces, you know, and things like that. And I'm not against it by no means. Uh, I'm not thrown off at it or anything because I have my natural hair. You know what? Because if my heart was against that and I had some type of adverse feeling, God could take it away. And I don't want God to do that. I want God to increase my hair. The Bible says that a woman's hair is her glory. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not trying to cut my hair. I'm not trying to dye my hair. I'm not trying to shave the side of my hair off. Thank you, Jesus. I am a peculiar person. I am a royal priesthood. I am a woman that fears the Lord. And every woman, saints, sister of the Lord, young woman, thank you, Jesus. That is our focus. One of our focuses is that we reverence and we respect God. And what we do and what we say and how we look, thank you, Jesus, how we carry ourselves, thank you, Jesus. We do that, glory to God, with reverence and respecting the Lord. Um, Pastor Wilson was talking to me a few weeks ago, and we were talking about um, the price of beauty and, you know, what it costs sometimes to be a nice-looking man uh, or woman and, and the price that, that we have to pay when we're nice-looking. 
<laughs> I was sharing with someone the other day, and I, it was actually the other way. I was saying it's easy to be me, but it was actually, you know, at that particular time because people have a tendency of um, not they, they judge the outward appearance. So when they see a nice-looking man or woman, usually women, when they see nice-looking women, if the woman is not carrying themselves hard and dominant and like the world, but they're gentle, you know, and kind of soft-spoken and kind, they have a tendency of judging them wrong. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Uh, But I just thank God for who he has created me to be. I'm perfectly and wonderfully made in his image, and I thank him so much for that. I thank God for the word, Proverbs 31 and 30. Women, we are to fear the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, okay? Beauty is vain. Now, that's the uh, obsession. That's being obsessed with being uh, with your beauty. Um I'm going to tell on myself, I was going to share a testimony of a woman who they've shown on television. She's had like, wow, a numerous amount of uh, um, surgeries to, you know, make herself look like, I think, the living, uh, what is it, not Ken Dow, but um, the female, what is the, the Dow called? Um, mm, can't think of her right now. But she has gone through several surgeries to make herself look like um, the um, the dial from way back in the day, and she is still not happy with herself. She still wants to get more surgeries. That is vanity. That is obsession. Being obsessed with her beauty. Thank you, Jesus. And she, you know, I'm not even. I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna say that. Um, I will say she needs to stop. I will say that she needs to not do any more surgeries on herself. Uh, There's also a woman that they had on the news that wanted an enormous chest. She wanted like just, you know, and she was going through surgeries. That's obsession of her beauty. And it was so bad that when she laid down, she could hardly breathe. She couldn't see her feet or anything. And her kids were like, you know, they were wanting her to stop and, you know, the surgeries and everything, and I think she wanted to get, get them even larger. That's an obsessive uh, uh, thing of beauty. Thanks, we are not to be like that, uh, women of God. We are to fear, reverence the Lord, and we're going to be praised. That beauty that the world is going after, that won't be praised. You won't get praised. For that, uh, they are showing those women on the news in a way of, um, I don't want to say talking about them, uh, but portraying them on the news as not a good thing. You know, they're showing them on, on the national news and an obstacle, uh, what's, what's the word, not obstacle. Um, mm, thank you, Jesus. What's the word? Oh, where they're being, where they're standing out. You know, they're standing out being seen because of what they're doing. So as they're not being praised because of that. They're actually being um, looked at in a bad way. So that type of beauty is um, obsessive. And God's people, God's women are not supposed to be that way. And I thank God so much that the way I was taught, I was taught um, to fear the Lord and that women are to dress modestly. 
I have always dressed modestly, even when I was in the world. I never really showed a lot of cleavage and, you know, short skirts and tight clothes and things like that. Uh, So I just thank God for that heart and mind that he's given me, and I'm glad about it. I'm grateful about it. I appreciate God for it. I'm not apologizing. I'm not sad about it. I'm not angry about it. And the devil is not going to make me feel bad because I'm glad about having that quality and having that uh, moral about myself. That's a good thing. Now, you know, I noticed that when we start as people talking about ourselves and the bad things are about us and the stuff that we don't like, everything is okay. The surrounding, the atmosphere is okay. But the minute we start talking about the good things that God has given us, the good qualities that God has given us, then here comes that old slew foot, no good enemy, trying to make us feel bad, like, you know, uh, like we, we're turning um, inwardly on ourselves uh, what great and good things we have. Well, that's a good thing to know what you have. And we know that it all comes from God, and what we do, we maintain it. You know, we keep it up. We keep it together. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. That testimony that I was going to say, I'm telling myself, let me go ahead and share it with you, on the obsession of beauty. God has given me a beautiful head of hair. I thank God for it. It came from uh, my mom. My mom had a beautiful head of hair. Um, We have Indian in my family. Thank you, Jesus. And just gorgeous head of hair. People knew me from my hair when I was younger. And even here uh, at the Potter's house, I had a woman tell me one time, it, it shocked me. She said, I know you by your hair. I know who you are when I see you by your hair because of the, the, the beauty and the glory that God had put upon my hair and the care that my mother had taught me on how to take care of my hair and holding on to it and continuing it. Okay. So now I get married to my husband and, you know, I'm like flaunting and, you know, how's my hair and isn't my hair beautiful and look how gorgeous my hair is. Oh my God. When was it? (laughs) Not long ago, a few months ago. Oh, my God, if God didn't get a hold of me and shake that stuff out of me, my hair listening audience started thinning. Not when I combed it, not when I laid down, just out of nowhere, I'm combing my hair and I'm styling my hair, okay? Not combing it and it's coming, and it's coming out. I'm styling my hair and I'm seeing it. It's thinning out. And I'm like, God, you, within my heart. You know, I was smote, it ain't funny. I was smote and hurt in my heart because I knew why it had happened. It happened because I was obsessive about the beauty and the gorgeousness that God had given me on my hair. So he had to shake me and get me out of that mindset. That's not a mindset that God's people are supposed to have. We're supposed to be clothed in humility. Now, our clothes, okay, our heart, we're supposed to walk in all humility of heart and mind. And our clothes, women, are clothes of honor, okay? That's the Proverbs uh, 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 Proverbs 31 woman. I think it's Proverbs 31. Thank you, Jesus. That our clothes are strength and honor, but our heart and our mind are of humility. Okay, so my mind was not of humility about my hair. My mind was vanity. I was so obsessed with my hair, you know, with my husband and everything and stuff. Now, when I went out, I didn't, like, show it. I don't think I did, not intentionally anyways, of the gorgeousness of my hair. 
Oh, God, but here in the house, I would. And my husband was like, Danielle, if you don't stop that, you talk about your hair more than anybody I've ever known. You better watch out. You better be careful. You better quit doing that. And I'm like, oh, God is okay. You know, um, uh, a woman's hair is her glory and quoting scripture and everything. But my heart and mind is all messed up. Thank you, Jesus, concerning my hair. And not long after that, a few weeks later, thank you, Jesus. I was combing and styling my hair. Oh, my gosh. And then it thinned out so bad. Not only did it thin out, I am giving this testimony to help someone, to help a woman, to help a sister in the Lord, to not be vain on the beauty of what God has given you. And remember, beauty is form, is color. Let me go to it. It's a combination of qualities, the shape, color, form, hair, a texture of our hair, you know, uh, to not be uh, vain in it. So I'm giving you this testimony that I may help someone. Not only did my hair thin out when I was styling it, but there was an area in my head, the back part of my hair, that was completely cut off. Not And I didn't cut it, but it was completely like, okay, my hair, just as an example, my hair may be like, I'm going to say like eight inches long. I, I don't really know on hair length, but let's say it's eight inches long. And that particular section of my hair was two inches. My entire head of hair, okay, is eight inches. But that particular section in my hair was only two inches long and I saw that and I'm like oh my god and I knew why God had did it he did it to wake me up to shake that ungodly you know ungodly thinking ungodly way out of my mind out of my heart thank you Jesus out of my life and I thank God so much that he had mercy on me and he spared me I could have lost my whole head of hair he could have had a disease, you know, oozing out of stuff, you know, oh, God, you know, in my head because of the vanity of the combination of quality of the beauty of my hair. And my husband kept telling me, Pastor Wilson, all right, Danielle, you better quit that. You better stop that. And I thank God so much for him. He is so wise. God has given Pastor Wisdom, so Pastor Wilson, so Charles Wilson, so much wisdom. And I thank God for that. I hear it. I see it. I thank God for it. I just appreciate God for my husband. We made nine years in May. Thank you, Jesus. And every time I listen to my husband, glory to God, more times than not, I succeed. We succeed in Jesus' name. Thank you. Like, all right, Danielle, you better quit that. And I'm flipping and fluffing my hair. And oh, no, God is, you know, I have beautiful, gorgeous hair. I looked up my, you know, it, oof, it it was horrible, saints and listening audience. It looked terrible. I really didn't tell anybody. I really didn't walk in a way, you know, where people could see it. I would style my hair and curl my hair and go on, and nobody knew the wiser, but I knew. And that was all that needed to know was myself and God, and God let me know why he did it. But he spared me and had mercy on me. And I repented in my heart and asked God to forgive me. 
and I was sure he had he has forgiven Mr. Danielle, and my hair is now grown back and growing back to the length you know that it was, and it's actually the texture is actually uh, better than what it was prior to it shedding. Um, Thank you, Jesus. I used to get a relaxer three times a year, and I haven't got a relaxer in months, and it's really, really nice, and I give God the glory for that. He had mercy on me, and I am now in a place uh, and, and continuing in a place to reverence and respect God and know why I'm here. Thank you, Jesus. Know my reason for being and it is to, uh, to God's people and to help God's people. It's not all about Sister Danielle. If I take care of God's people, God is going to take care of me and my people. And I just thank God for his, his, uh, his grace and uh, his favor and his care and his love. You know, because um, none of us really are worthy of the goodness of the Lord and his forgiveness. None of us are worthy of it. Thank you, Jesus. I'm reminded of the scripture. When the woman was caught in adultery, thank you, Jesus, she was caught. It wasn't hearsay. It wasn't someone told her something. It wasn't that something someone heard. They caught her, and they brought her uh, to Jesus and said, Jesus, we've caught her in the act of adultery, you know, and our custom is to stone her to death. And Jesus was on the ground, and he was writing on the ground, and um, he said, he that is without sin, speaking to the group, you know, cast the first stone. And uh, one by one, they tipped out, and they walked away. And he looked up, and he said, woman, where are thou accuser? And she said, Lord, there are none. And he said, neither do I. Go thy way and sin no more. And that lets me know, glory to God, and each and every one of us that read that scripture, that no one is without sin. Thank you, Jesus. And that we are not to cast the first stone. Um, It's like throwing stones at your own house. Thank you, Jesus. If you're attempting to throw a stone at someone for what they've done, what you've heard, uh, what you may have caught them in doing, if Jesus didn't condemn her, And he came up with wisdom saying, you, a group of people, more than likely they were men, you group of men that have brought this woman and you say you've caught her, that have not committed sin yourself, you cast the first stone at her. And they slowly but surely walked out. They got to thinking, oh, my God, I just did the same thing. Oh, my God, I did worse. Oh, my God, I just stole. And they walked out. Jesus looked up and said, woman, where are thou accusers? And she looked around and said, God, there are none. They all walked away. And Jesus said, woman of God, I don't accuse you evil. He told her to go on her way and to sin not. Thank you, Jesus. So we're to not cast stones at one another. We're not to look down at one another um, within sin. Uh, None of us. There's one perfect person, and that's Jesus Christ. Now, that is not a green light for you to go sin. That scripture is not for you to continue in sin because the Bible says 
that he that continues in sin and know he that continues to do wrong and know it that is sin. How does that go? Let me get that. Okay, he that he that doeth sin. Let's see. Let me get that scripture. Because I don't I don't want to quote the scripture wrong. That's not a good thing. He that sinneth. He that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, he that knoweth, K-N-O-W-T, knoweth to do good, King James Version, and doeth it not, to him it is sin. Okay, that's James 4 and 17. So that scripture that Jesus spoke to those guys about the woman, it is not a green light for you to go sin. As a matter of fact, he told the woman, woman, go your way and sin no more. So Jesus is not giving her a green light to sin. He is not giving us a green light to sin just because all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible says in James 4 and 17, therefore to him that knoweth to do good, you know to do good. You know to keep your hands off of that man's wife. You know to do that. And you do it and not. To you, it is sin. And when sin comes forth, when sin comes, it bringeth forth death. And death is a spiritual death. And I have learned that death can also be a natural death. So if God is quickening you to get your heart, your soul, your spirit, his temple right, to get yourself right, I would admonish you, to get yourself together. Because God is winding up. He's not playing anymore. He's calling people in. He's calling you to the carpet. He's calling you to himself. And where you'll go is up to the life that you live now on earth. Thank you, Jesus. So I'm definitely not giving you a green light to go see it. And neither is Jesus. And then he says in James 4 and 17, if you know to do good and you don't do good, it is sin. Let me go on down further. Excuse me. What is that? 4 and 17. Okay. Hold on. Okay. uh, Okay. And when sin is forth and when sin is done, let me go to that scripture. When sin is done, I love the computer. It bringeth your eye in the bringeth forth death. I shall live and declare the works of the Lord amongst the land of the living. Okay, this is still James. Okay, let's see here. James 1 and 15. King James Version. Okay, let's go there. I'm good listening audience. I'm good. Okay. Then, when lust hath conceived, lust, put your hands on another man's wife. That's lust. Anyway, you touch another man's wife, anyway you touch her, and it is not holy, but it is natural and carnal and lustful, it bringeth forth sin. Sin in your mortal being, sin in your thoughts, sin in your eyes, sin in your thinking, sin in your heart because of what you've done. And when sin, when it is finished, 
is going to bring forth death, death in your ministry, glory to God, death in, in your uh, body, spiritual body, death between you and God. It brings a gap between you and God. Thank you, Jesus. Far be it from my home. I plead the blood of Jesus over my husband daily on his clothes, his shoes, his car. I plead the blood in the name of Jesus. Them seducing spirits and doctrines of devils ain't going to get a hold of my husband in the name of Jesus, Pastor Wilson. It's not going to happen. And I know I have to share him, you know, with people. And I got that. I have no problem with that. But lust and, and, and seducing spirits, I got a problem with that. Thank you, Jesus. So know that, K-N-O-W, that because Jesus told him, without sin, cast the first stone. That does not give you a green light because we go to James. And the Bible tells us to eat the whole road from Genesis to Revelation, James 1 and 15. If you've done wrong and you know that it's wrong, it brings forth sin. And lust. When it's conceived, bringing forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringing forth death. And I'm for the justice of the Lord. I'm for justice with God. I'm just telling you, glory to God. I'm not going to give you my natural zodiac sign because I don't get into that zodiac stuff. However, you know, part of it is absolutely who I am. I am for justice. I am for what's right. I absolutely am. And no, I don't take, uh, I don't take uh, good and someone getting hurt, you know, or God, you know, bringing wrath upon somebody because of what they've done or what they said. I do not bring, I, I don't, you know, take joy in that by no means because I know God. I K-N-O-W know God. I've experienced God. I know God for myself. God will not turn that on me or my family because I rejoice in what has happened to someone. But I do rejoice in God's justice. When he fights for me and he fixes it for me and he straightens it up for me, I'm glad about it. I sure am. I'm glad that I have somebody to fight for me and that'll take care, take up for me. I am. I'm glad about it. I rejoice. Thank you, Jesus. I don't rejoice in the iniquity, but I rejoice in the justice of God. Thank you, Jesus. And no, I am not looking and listening and watching to see what God is going to do. I'm not, I ain't got time to do that. I don't want to inundate my mind with that saints and, and, and uh, men and women of God. We don't have time to be looking to see, you know, what God is going to do to somebody. That's not the right heart and mind. You got too much to do for the Lord. You be sitting around, waiting around, watching to see, listening to see what God is going to do to somebody. Just because of that. God gonna show up and show out in their lives and show you that they are God, that He is God in their life. Just because you sitting around waiting, watching, and seeing what God gonna do, God gonna show you that He's still God. He's still on the throne. He's still in the blessing business. Just because you want to see them go down and you want to see them not succeed, God will prepare a table. Before them, in the presence of your, his, there are enemies. You better stop sitting around waiting and watching and seeing what God going to do to his people. God going to bless his people. He'll, mess, he'll turn around. He will um, turn it around on your own head and your own family. You better be praying for people. 
That's what I said. I'm going to say it again. You better be praying for people, you know, that may be caught up in something. Or God is sending them through something. God is testing them. God is causing uh, whatever it is to come in their lives. As I spoke earlier in the show, you know, his thoughts toward us are altogether good. His people, the thoughts that he thinks toward us are altogether good. And all things work together for our good. Glory to God. So you sitting around, you watching, you know, and you thinking God is getting, God is with us. God is with his people. You better be praying for them people, the saints, even the sinners. Pray that God don't turn it on your own head. That God don't get you and your family. Thank you, Jesus. God, I thank you. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. God, I thank you. I've never done that. There's been things people have said. Now, wait, now, let me clarify, okay, because <laughs> Pastor Wilson is listening. Yes, I have prayed the prayer of David. Yes, I prayed the prayer of David. David prayed his enemies that God destroyed them because they, they came against him and he had done no wrong to them. David was praying to God, God, I've done no wrong to my enemies. And they're coming against me, God. They have no reason to come against me. God, get them. God, kill them, destroy them. And yes, Danielle Wilson has prayed that prayer. And glory to God, I'm looking to the future in a different direction. Thank you, Jesus. God, I thank you. So now I pray, I pray blessings, you know, on my enemies. God, I thank you for growing and showing. God, I thank you. Hallelujah. So, therefore, we need to be praying, you know, the blessings and, and praying that God blesses. I have never especially in my beginning days when I was a, a newborn Christian, that I pray against the people that came against me. I would always pray for them, and I've always cried. I've always been a woman uh, that cried, and I thank God that I'm able to cry, that I'm gentle, that I'm not hard, that I'm not obstinate, that I'm not stiff-necked. I thank God that I'm not like that. I thank God that I'm a caring, kind woman, and I know the Bible says, let another praise you. I got God on that, but it's still good for us to know, you know, the qualities that we have and what we bring to the table, and it's absolutely okay for us to share it. So in my beginning years of salvation, um, you know, things would happen and stuff would go on and everything and stuff, and Glory to God, thank you, Jesus, all for my making, and I didn't understand it, and I didn't like it, and it hurt, and I cried, and I talked to God, and I asked God to bless from it. But all the time, there again, saints, listening audience, as I shared earlier, people in the beginning of my salvation will come to me and tell me how much God loved me, how God loved Even, I remember distinctly, this sister who, oh, my gosh, I don't know what was going on with her, but would pick pick with me all the time. Oh my gosh. I was single. She was married. Uh, but she uh, had a ministry, but she would always pick with me. Oh, oh God, I don't know. I guess it was for my making. And she was one of the ones that came to me and said, Sister Danielle, uh, God loves you. And he has not forgotten your labor of love that you share and do share toward the saints. She ministered that word to me. God laid that love and that care and that word on that sister's heart for me. And she was one of the ones that would come and fight against me and pick, you know, against me. But I prayed. I would just pray for them, you know, and God raised me and 
um, set me on solid ground and a higher ground, and I just thank God for the ministry. Uh, but I never prayed in the beginning that God would get anybody. And I distinctly remember um, there was a family, uh, a sister in particular, that, you know, um, came against me and would really kind of give me a hard time. And God gave me a vision about their vehicle, that their car had uh, was in a ditch upside down. The top of the car was up and the bottom of the car was in the ditch. And shortly after that, they testified on how they had an accident and their car was in a ditch. And I um, I was amazed at how God had revealed that to me. And he let me know that he did that on, I'm just going to say on my behalf, you know, showing me that he was fighting for me and that I don't have to fight my own battles. But God will take care of those. Thank you, Jesus to fight against me, so all I have to do is pray for them, you know, and I'm reminded of this scripture to pray blessing, because there unto is where I'm called to, therefore is what I am called to, I am called to blessing, so I pray blessings upon my enemies, I pray blessings upon my foes and my friends and my family, thank you Jesus, thank you Lord, I'm learning and I have learned to pray the blessings of the Lord because I don't want God to turn it on me. You know, I don't want God to be upset with me. Thank you, Jesus, or to be angry with me. Um, so I just pray blessings and then not being perfect sometimes, you know, and my anger and my righteous indignation. I may pray uh, a short prayer of David, <laughs> but then the Holy Ghost uh uh, constrains me and, and I'm like okay God bless them Lord bless them Jesus um, <clears throat> so know that God K-N-O-W that God will fight our battles for us and we don't have to fight the mark for that I thank God for his word I pray that I said something uh, Proverbs 31 and 30 as well as the beginning of the show with um, Jonah and how he was on the street there again, that prayer of David, you know, Jonah was walking through the streets like, God going to get all of y'all. He going to kill you, your cattle, you know, he going to cut the trees down. He going to burn the house up because Jonah didn't like the people, right? <laughs> oh, my God. So he was going through the streets, and this is an illustration that the bishop was, and it was, it was, it just, you know, it tickled me. It really did. Um, but how... Jonah humbled himself and spoke um, what God wanted him to say to the people and how the people humbled themselves and God repented of the evil that he was going to do. And then um, the last part of that, how Bishop had said, you know, when we do walk through the streets, when we do walk in the ministry, walk in the destiny, go in the places that God has preordained for us, for me. It was a word from the Lord for Sister Danielle, for me not to walk uh, in those places, in those doors that God has opened for me as though I'm this great wonder, you know, that I've done it and arrived all on my own. Excuse me. <clears throat> my voice is a little um, raspy, um, that I've done this great thing on my own, and it has not been it has been the grace and the mercy of God, and I'm so grateful to the bishop and so grateful to God that he woke me this morning and has afforded me the opportunity today 
to hear that particular scripture, that particular sermon on Jonah. And not just on Jonah, but, but the um, the crescendo to not think that it is we ourselves that has done this great thing, but it is the mercy and the grace and the favor and the love of God. And I often say, um, people will say, if it's not, if it hadn't been for God, I don't know where that, where I would be. Y'all are not telling the truth. Y'all know exactly where y'all would be if it had not been for the grace and the mercy of God. Stop saying that. Just stop saying that. Make the devil out of a lie. Quit telling that fib and tell the truth. Now you ain't. I'm not saying tell where God has brought you from unless God opens the door and you feel the unction from the Holy One of Israel to share your testimony. What I'm saying is stop saying you don't know where you would be because you do. You know exactly where you would be had it not been for the grace and the mercy of God. And God revealed that revelation knowledge to me, and that's what I say. And I admonish you. I'm going to go ahead and lend that to you all. You all say that as well. You know, had it not been, and that, had it not been for the grace and the mercy of God, I know where I would be. We know where we would be. And that will in turn keep us in check. You know, that will keep me in check in knowing that it was God that has done this great thing and not me myself. I live and move and have my being in Christ Jesus, not in Danielle. Well, I feel my time winding down. There is absolutely, though, something that I wanted to share with you all last week. Um, Let me see if I can find it. Bear with me. Um, God has been so good. He's such a loving and a kind and an awesome God. Um, He just keeps on doing great things in our lives and for us. And for God to have brought that um, awesome word and analogy this morning for Sister Danielle was just awesome. Should have been better prepared. Oh, God, thank you, Jesus, for what I want to share with you all. And I humbly and uh, absolutely repent for not being prepared, this is something that someone had sent me, and it is, I think it is so cute, um, and it just says a lot. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Um, I'm also able to um, hear Pastor Bill Winston, um, and he has spoken in his ministry, for us not to panic, you know, don't panic, don't panic, don't worry, don't get swept with God and, and stay in patience and, you know, walk in the fruits of the Spirit, hallelujah, temperance and patience and love and joy and kindness. And guess what, listening audience, I found it, hallelujah. Okay, here we go. This is, excuse me, let me get a sip of water before I start. Okay. May goodness and mercy follow you. Okay, listen in, listen, listen, listening audience and uh, thanks of God. A mom was concerned about her kindergartner son 
walking to school. He didn't want his mother to walk with him. Okay, I'm read it again. A mom was concerned about her kin- kindergarten son walking to school. Now he didn't want his mother to walk with him. She wanted to give she wanted to give him the feeling that he had some independence, but yet know that he was safe. So she had an idea of how to handle it. She asked a neighbor if she would please follow him to school in the morning, staying at a distance so he probably wouldn't notice her. She said that since she was up early with her toddler anyway, it would be a good way for them to get some exercise as well. So she agreed. The next school day, the neighbor and her little girl set out following behind Timmy as he walked to school with another neighbor boy he knew. She did this for the whole week. As the boys walked and chatted, kicking stones and twigs, Timmy's little friend noticed the same lady was following them as she seemed to do every day all week. Finally, he said to Timmy, Have you noticed that lady following us to school all week? Do you know her? Timmy nonchalantly replied, yeah, I know who she is. The friend said, well, who is she? That's just Shirley Goodness. That's just Shirley Goodness, Timothy replied. (laughs) And her daughter, Mercy. Surely, goodness, who the heck is she and why is she following us? Well, Timmy explained, every night my mom makes me say the 23rd Psalm with my prayer because she worries about me so much. And in the Psalm, it says, excuse me, surely, goodness, and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. So I guess I will just have to get used to it. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Let the Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. Number 6, 24 through 26. May surely goodness and mercy be with you today and always in Jesus' name. Isn't that a good, I tell you, when that was sent to me and I read that, oh, my gosh, it was so beautiful. It is so beautiful. It's just an awesome, I don't know, like, who wrote it. I don't know, you know, who God gave this anointing to to write this anointed uh, passage, but truly it is anointed. It is blessed of the Lord, and that is my prayer for you as I close the show today, that surely, that surely goodness and mercy follow you all the days of your life. And that the Lord be gracious to you and he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. I tell you, God is such a good God. Thank you, Jesus. I thank him so much for his grace and mercy. For surely goodness and mercy shall follow us 
all the days of our life. You know, that's something uh, that I have. I want to make sure if that's it, it's on my Facebook post. Uh, yeah, the goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. That's one of that's a motto or one of my best scriptures that I have on my Facebook. And I just appreciate God for that. I wanted to read that to you guys last week. Excuse me, but I guess the time was today. Today was the day for me to read it to you. And I just pray that it blessed you and encouraged you. Thank you, Jesus. It increased your knowledge and understanding and love and care of the Lord. I thank God that he's using me and that he's calling me for such a time as this. Thank you, Jesus. I take the authority that God has given me. Thank you, Jesus. And I walk in it. Thank you, Jesus. I exercise the authority that God has given me in Jesus' name. For I know who I am, and I know whose I am in Jesus' name. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever and ever. Amen. That's my prayer for you as well today. I pray that your day is blessed. I pray encouragement, strength. Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, I denounce the enemy, every attack and every assignment that he's trying to place upon your life as well as my life. I denounce it in Jesus' name. I cancel the contract in the name of Jesus. We shall rejoice and be glad in today, for today is the day that the Lord has made. We're going to expect good things today. We're going to expect blessings today. We're going to expect the goodness and the grace and the mercy of God today. We're going to expect a wealthy person to cross our paths today, glory to God, and to bless us either financially, spiritually, emotionally, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. A wealthy person cross our path. That's what I'm speaking. I, you know, I know the Bible says that the poor will have with us always. And for those of us that lend unto the poor, we lend unto God. Thank you, Jesus. And God continues to bless our basket as we bless the poor. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. So I'm not a against the poor, um, and even, you know, that's naturally poor, then there's a spiritually poor, you know, how God won't turn away, um, but God spoke the word wealth to me, and that's what I'm speaking into my life, that's what I'm speaking into your life, listening audience, saints of God, that's what I'm speaking into my husband's life, into my family's life, is wealth, thank you, Jesus, I know the enemy is trying me and testing me, and I can feel him, I did. I dare you to say the word wealth. I dare you to speak on finances and increase in finances. Glory to God. But I don't even know why the enemy tries me. He knows from way back in the day, glory to God, that I'm a fighter, a fighter in the faith of God, a fighter in the love of God, a fighter in the hope of God. I thank God. I love God. And you know what? The thing about it, uh, saints and listening audience, God is for me. God is with me. Thank you, Jesus. So the devil can try to dare me all he wants to. He's just going to get in trouble with God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you. God is so good. So I'm putting it out there. Today, a wealthy person is going to cross Danielle Wilson's path. Thank you, Jesus. And increase my finances. Thank you, Lord. Help me pay my car off. A wealthy person is going to cross my path and help me and my husband get blessed with a house. A wealthy person is going to cross my path and help my ministry. uh, Glory to God. A wealthy person is going to cross my path and help me and my husband with the church. A wealthy person is going to cross my path, Danielle Wilson's path, and increase, glory to God, finances, hallelujah, health, wealth. I speak it into my 
my life in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare it to be so. I speak it into the saint's life. Glory to God. Those that are lifting up God with a pure heart and holy hands. Thank you, Jesus. I speak it into your lives as well. I pray for your children, your grandchildren. The blood of Jesus cover you as you travel on the highways and byways. I speak wealth and health into your children's lives, your grandchildren's lives. I pray for your families. Glory to God. Your moms, your dads, your sisters, your brothers, your cousins. Glory to God. If they need to be saved, that God brings someone across their path. Thank you, Jesus. That will speak the words of God into their life that they will give their life, that they will humble themselves under the mighty hand of God. And that God saved, cleansed, renewed. Thank you, Jesus. Their lives, hallelujah. I've lived on both sides, listening audience. Thanks of God, I've lived for the enemy. Glory to God, I've lived in the world, and I've lived for God, and I've lived in the kingdom of God. I forever live for God. I forever live for the kingdom of God than the kingdom of this world. Glory to God, for the enemy, all he'll do is use you up and step back and look at you and laugh. Glory to God, he'll leave you out there in the world. Glory to God, toe up, toe down. Glory to God, without nothing. Glory to God, but I thank God that he called me out of darkness into his marvelous light. God is a good God, a good God, a good God. He didn't have to do it, but he did. I thank God for the prayers of my sister. My God, I had no idea. My sister, my older sister, who lives in Louisiana, been saved for many, many Many, many, many years, I have a legacy, and I thank God for my family. I got a prayer family. My, the women in my family, we are prayer warriors, and I thank God for that. She was praying for me. I had no earthly idea. You know, it's the enemy's job to try to sow division and discord amongst the family. That's what the enemy was trying to do amongst me and my sister. But I thank God for the love of God. Thank God that he's yet on my side, that he's always with me. My sister told me, I believe it was this year, that she had been praying for me. That she had been praying that God would get me out of the world. That God would save me with a mighty hand. I had no earthly idea. That my sister, Sister Michelle, God bless my sister on every, everything. She puts her hands to God that it prosper in Jesus' name. Bless her husband. Bless their marriage. Bless their ministry. Bless their children. My nieces, my nephews, God, their grandchildren. She started praying for me. We can get a prayer through. Thank God for the legacy of my family. Hallelujah through her prayers. The prayers of the righteous. I truly believe that God answered her prayer. God heard her prayer. Hallelujah. Because I was not seeking to be saved. I wasn't looking. I wasn't trying. I wasn't going to church. Glory to God. I wasn't sad about the life I was living. I wasn't upset with the life I was living when I was in the world. I was okay with the life that I was living. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But I had a praying sister. She was praying for me. She was praying for me. And I'm glad about it. God heard a prayer. Glory to God. He started dealing with me. I was coming. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. From a party. It was late at night. I'm from Indiana. And up in the sky. Hanging enormously big with a cross. It just appeared 
I mean, this cross was gigantic. I looked out of the front of my, I blinked my eyes and I'm looking, I'm like, and I'm, and just like it appeared, it disappeared. God started dealing with me. Word of God, thank you, Jesus. He started calling, he started calling. It was through the prayers of the righteous, the prayers of my sister. Then shortly, God dealt with me in a vision. I was asleep. Jesus, I didn't see his face. His face was aglow, got on a white robe, all covered up. His hands was extended out to me, and I looked sideways at him. Now, mind your saints and listening audience, I am asleep. But I can see it like it happened this morning, last night. He motioned me to come in his arms. I looked sideways, and I shook my head, uh-uh. Oh, I don't know what I'm saying. Mm-mm. He motioned again. I walked into the arms of Jesus and the the peace of God that compassed me around about, my God, my God. The peace that God had for me was awesome in my sight. My God, my God, I lived on both sides. I thought I'd rather live for God. I know he loves me. He will not leave you in the state that you are in. I am a living witness. God will not leave you in the state that you're in. He will gently come and deliver you out of whatever you have gotten yourself in, whatever people have gotten you in, whatever the enemy has gotten you in. God will snatch you out of it in the name of Jesus. God is not like the enemy. The devil will leave you in it, have you tow up, tow down, tow out. Glory to God, put you out on the street. Take your job from you. Take your money from you. Take your peace from you. Glory to God. Take everything. He'll strip you down, and then he'll watch you laugh at you. Glory to God. But God is not like that for those of you that are not saved. I admonish you to come on over on the other side. Peace. On this side of, I was going to say this side of glory. Definitely there's peace on the other side of glory. But there's peace on this side of the world. You know, once you start living for God and, and, and people, and I would even thought I got two minutes. I even thought when my mom and them got saved. I'm like, oh, my gosh, they are so boring. All they do is go to church. They don't do anything. They just go to church, you know. You talking about go to church, honey? Look, I ain't partied like a Holy Ghost party. You hear, you hear me? Thank you. <laughs> Ooh, ain't no party like a Holy Ghost party. And I've been to some house parties. I've been to some club parties. Right? People smoking and cussing, ready to beat you up, stepping on your clothes. Look, I had this one girl. Thank you, Jesus. I have a beautiful blouse. I've all, you know, just okay. I ain't going there. I had a really beautiful blouse. It was a white blouse, and it was fluffy. Uh, uh, the shoulders were fluffy. Um, I forget what type of material. It was. Just cute, cute, cute. Do you know that this center, which I was too, this girl put her cigarette butt on my beautiful brand new, just bought the blouse, Gloria, just bought the blouse. The girl put her cigarette butt my blouse. And and for those of you that are 90 seconds, that are not saved, going to the clubs, that's what you want? That's what you'd rather hold on 
to the instead of the joy in Jesus, the peace and the love and the favor of God, you are missing out. You are missing out. Let me tell you. I can tell you on both sides. I've been on both sides. My God, that girl burnt my burnt my blouse. Ain't nothing I could have done about it either. Cause she, like she was one of them fighter type women, right? She, she Danielle. Uh, I, I, okay, I'm not going there because that's the old person we're talking about. We're talking about the newness of God and living for God and being in God and you know God calling us out of darkness and into His marvelous light. I'm just going to share with you. It is far better to live for God than to live in the world for the enemy and to live for ourselves. So what we're going to do, we're going to decrease in the name of Jesus, and we're going to let God increase in our lives. That's my time. I love you with the love of the Lord. I pray I said something that was encouraging, uh, uplifting. I always pray, you know, that people under the sound of my voice, I lay hands on my throat and I ask God to anoint my voice. And those that are on the, I've got 10 seconds. And those that are under the sound of my voice, that they're uh, uh, cleansed and renewed and strengthened and encouraged and, you know, good things and, and cleansed and saved. So, therefore, I think I see good things concerning uh, you and your family for the rest of the week, the weekend. Until next Teaching Tuesday, I couldn't do it uh, yesterday, Tuesday. Pastor and I had an event. Next Tuesday, September 19th. 2017, 11.30 a.m. Central Standard Time on the platform of the Blog Talk Radio. This is the good news, the good news of the glorious gospel. If you know someone, glory to God, friend, family, or foe, ask them to tune in to the show. Um, if you would like to give a donation, glory to God that the show may continue, do so uh, at all in the body of Christ at yahoo.com. That's all A L L I N T H E B O D Y O F C H R I S T at yahoo.com. Until next week, be blessed to be in blessing. Be encouraged. Lord, uh, God loves you. I love you as well. I'll talk to you next week. Bye bye.